legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Welcome everyone, my name is Jack Rico and thank you for downloading episode 25 of the Highly Relevant Podcast, which you can now subscribe to via the Revolver Podcast Network. This is the show for those who love to have their finger on the pulse of English and Spanish language pop culture in the United States. And one person who embodies that description faithfully is my really good friend, Shalim Ortiz, who was just cast as a regular on ABC's new Latin drama, Las Reinas. He gives me all the details about the show, his castmates, which include John Corbett, yes, that John Corbett from Sex and the City, and Sonia Braga, plus info on his new novella on Univision called La Piloto, and his opinion on the new television trend, the narco-novella. Shalim Ortiz works in Spanish. Lo tuyo es personal, ¿verdad? Quieres mezclar los negocios con la vida privada, hacer lo que te dé la gana. And English. Charles, nice to meet you. I was just getting to know Kiki. Mm. She's so cute. He is so cute. <laughs> he is an actor who has, from a very young age, traversed the acting world in two languages. This time around, he's been cast in his biggest role to date, ABC's new Latin drama pilot, Las Reinas, about a Miami drug cartel. We are a couple of days away from starting principal photography on the pilot. Miami definitely plays one of the characters in the story, so we are in the right place right now, yeah. Tell us a little bit about what the show is um, and sort of the dynamics of your role. I would say the main plot line focuses on um, on Dan- Daniela Alonso's character. She is a detective uh, from the Miami Police Department. And uh, Ana de la Reina, who is, I would say, the, 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 the main character, she is a detective, and she is going to find herself with a big clash between her past and her family and her profession, her career. You know, her family is known to be one of the most powerful cartel and drug cartel families in in Miami. And that's where my character comes into play. Um, Lorenzo de la Reina is uh, her brother who does not have a great relationship with her. They kind of lost touch uh, years ago and he is responsible for handling the family business along with his grandmother Isabella who is none other than the great Sonia Braga. I can't so, believe this. Okay, so I know. Here, here's the thing <laughs> about that Sonia Braga news cuz when I first heard about it it was on Deadline too, I, I believe. And I freaked the f out because I was saying, "Hold on a second. Let me get this straight. ABC broadcast is doing 
a Latin themed show with basically an all cat almost an all cast Hispanic ensemble. At least the leads are uh, Hispanic. And it has a Spanish language title called Las Reinas. I know. <laughs> We're living in a crazy world, Shalim, where, and, and this is just my own opinion and my own view of things, where there is a lot of racism, there is a lot of prejudice, there is a lot of many Americans, white Americans, that are against diversity. And there's many people that think that Trump is also on the same bandwagon. So for ABC not to agree with the Trump administration in making television even more white, but then going completely radically left and being more progressive and more liberal than it's ever been, you know, this is like a huge deal because it also puts us, uh, it also gives us work, but it also kind of puts us on the map that our stories, whether they're entertainment driven or not, uh, is great. I mean, ABC with American Crime, Blackish, I mean, they got it nailed down. Then Sonia Braga is the aunt of Alice Braga, who's in Queen of the South on USA. So now you got yeah. those two women kind of doing cartel shows. But how does it feel to be a part of a show of this magnitude that really is sort of bringing Latinos to the forefront of television? You couldn't have said it better, man. I mean, th 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 these are very interesting times we're living. I also feel that this whole, um, you know, new administration versus uh, Latinos in general has also given us uh, a voice and has also revealed how much power we have as a as a great minority, as as the largest minority in the country, shows like this are are coming from 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 the success Queen of the South has had, from the success all these uh, narco novelas have had. You know, the story which with you've been a part of. You're in La Señora Cero. You've been in so many novellas. You're in La Piloto currently, right now. By the way, yeah. did, did your episodes come out or yet? Or Actually, uh, this. Um, uh, this this week, this week, my, my character is being introduced. Yeah. So La Piloto is doing, I saw the ratings, they're doing in the 800s, man. Excellent work. Congratulations on having a good hit show on your hands. You're doing Spanish. You're doing English. Damn, dude, is this like time like really crazy for you? This is, I'm, I'm, I'm living a dream season, man. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's, it's, you know, as an actor, you go through ups and downs and you go through some dry spells and then... You know, you go, you get back on top, and and right now, I I, I gotta say, I'm living a dream moment because just like you said, I'm 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 juggling between both markets. I love both markets equally. You know, I I don't judge it by how many people are watching or how big or small the production is. I judge it by content. You know, by how powerful is a story, how much do I have to play with with the character I'm given. You know, so I have been blessed this past twelve months to been offered and been given the responsibility to play arguably the most you know complex characters i've ever played in my career so i i'm living a great moment right now man i'm not gonna lie i want to talk a little bit about mexico you're a puerto rican dominican cat who lives in the united states who ended up going to mexico to work uh there was a lot of demand for you out there take me through what working in Mexico is like compared to working in the United States? What is the professional dynamics there? The truth is Mexico is, is a market that is growing by the minute. Um, they have a union, you know, like SAG uh, for actors called ANDA. And, uh, you know, 12-hour days and, and, and most productions are have all the basics, you know, in the can. So 
honestly, I, I, I can't complain. I can't complain. Working in Mexico is, is, is a great experience. Obviously, it depends what format you do. As you know, it's, it's the mecca for telenovelas. But at the same time, there is a big movement with um, American format series. When I say American format, I'm talking 12, 13 episodes for comparable platforms like Net, uh, with Netflix, like Claro TV or Blim, which is Televisa's answer to Netflix over there. So there are there are a lot of different venues that that are that are becoming you know that that make for great possibilities as an actor to work constantly, which is what we look for. So we don't need a side job, you know? It's just so crazy that you get to work in Spanish. You've done stuff on Telemundo. You've done stuff on Univision. Then you're doing stuff in the general market. It, it just seems like you are the representation of what an actor should be in America or around the world today, where you work in different languages, with different cultures, with that just seems so crazy to me, and you're in the middle of it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, I, 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 it didn't happen overnight, Jack. So I, I just, you, but you it know, helps, though, right? That you happen to be an English speaker who works in English language. Of course, it helps. But again, it didn't happen overnight. It, it took me a while for me to feel comfortable with the English language. For example, you know, I learned, I learned how to speak English at twelve, at thirteen, and I learned it by force because I was getting bullied out of you know, every angle <laughs> in Miami when I moved in from Puerto Rico. So it took me a long time to feel comfortable with the English language to the, to the point where now I, I even dream and think in English, but that took a while, you know? So, um, it definitely paid off. It paid off and it, it's paying off now because ironically, Jack, uh, in Mexico, I'm doing a lot of American or first or second generation American roles. That's crazy. Yeah, there is so much border crossing content that is being told in Mexico right now, uh, like Senor Acero, like La Piloto. Well, La Piloto, I, you play Dean Simpson, a character named Dean Simpson. <laughs> and I'm like, míralo, míralo, el hombre es latino. Why is he calling? How did you pull that off? You know, if, if you ever were to ask me, what is the last name you ever thought you were going to be called in, <laughs> in any show, I was going to say Dean Simpson. <laughs> Oh, my God. Dude, Shalim, we got to talk about the deadline fi the photo, man. First of all, that doesn't even look like you. That's like Shalim 10 years ago <laughs> when I used to go visit you in LA. Let's talk about your look, man. Every novella or show I've seen you in recently, including HBO's Ballers, you look like one of the guys from Sons of Anarchy, man. Like, <laughs> like a Viking. Take me through what made you want to convert your physicality to be much more gritty, much more masculine, knowing that so many roles uh, for that heartthrob that you were getting back in the day weren't going to be on the table anymore. You got tattoos all over the place. <laughs> you know, man, I think, I think, uh, I think most actors, uh, especially most child actors, because you know, not many people know, but I am actually a child actor. I started at six years old. I think if, you know, at my age, if everything was pretty and everything was, you know, uh, uh, perfect, I think, you know, I would be lying to you. So I, I went through a stage, man. I went through a, through, a, through a season where I didn't know where I fit in anymore. I was getting tired of getting typecast as, 
either the best friend of the lead actress that he's never going to conquer her ever. He's just going to be her confidant and he's going to go shopping with her, you know, at the mall, you know? <laughs> so I was, I was, I mean, I, I was being grateful to get work, but I was like, you know, if I don't do something drastic in my, in my, in my image, you know, in my personal image, I'm, I'm never going to get the opportunities I really want. So yeah, man. I just I started hitting the gym. You know, my little brother obviously also played a big role because yeah, your 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 little brother as is you literally know Clark Kent. He's <laughs> Superman. I've never seen anybody that age look that yes. amazing. Yes. He, he looks like a he looks like a superhero. Yeah, yeah. My little brother is like a real life superhero. Um, he probably is. He hasn't told me yet, but uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I he, he definitely inspired me, and I I started getting inspired by like you say, like all these. Characters from Vikings, Sons of Anarchy. I mean, these are shows that I am a huge fan of. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just started saying, you know, I, I just started that vibe. And I'm like, you know, let me, let me try this out to see if it works. And, and do you feel it's made a difference? You feel like the look has made a difference in the roles that you're getting now? I think it also plays a role with, uh, with my attitude, you know, with, with my demeanor. You know, I, I walk in the room differently with a different energy. I think you can't fake it. I think it's something that you need to start searching and building upon. It has to come from the inside. I mean, if you just wear tattoos because you want to look cool, I mean, I don't know how far that would get you. But, uh, I mean, my tattoos are, are a form of expression. Are, are, it's, it's something that, that it's, it's something I need to let out somehow. And, and it's, it's a form of, of, of doing so, you know? So, it's it's a very personal thing. I think most people who who have tattoos will tell you the same thing. You know. Let's go back to the Las Reinas for a second because there's so much to talk about here. I hear John Corbett from Sex and the City is in the in the uh, in the show. What was it like to What was it like to kind of walk in and see? Oh my God! It's John Corbett from my big fat Greek wedding in Sex and the City. This dude has like a crazy fan base of women. Man, this this guy had me at hello, man. I, I I met him right before we were gonna walk in the table read, and the first words that came out of his mouth were like, "Oh man, good luck." <laughs> I'm like, why is that? It's like because man, the table read from my own experience is a real judgment day. That's when they really wow. judge whether you whether <laughs> whether you're right for the part or not. And I'm like, "Are you serious, man?" He's like, "Yeah, man. Trust me. I." Some people have gotten axed after the table read just because they don't like how they speak or they, they weren't vibing. Now, what about Sonia Braga, man? What was it like to meet her and what's your relationship so far with her? Sonia, Sonia is just fabulous, man. I mean, Sonia is, is old Hollywood, you know, like the real deal. She is completely method. I mean, she has been already treating me like like her grandson and condescending yet loving. I mean, because her, her character is very complex. It's It's... It's almost like a, like a female, you know, Al Pacino in The Godfather. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a very powerful character. And I think it was very, uh, very on point from ABC to, to grab, you know, Alicia Braga's aunt with the career Sonia has. And, you know, after Alicia's success with Queen of the South, I mean, the, the obvious next step is like, let's see how now her aunt in action and now, you know, becoming the badass that she is. You know? Well, the, the big headline, uh, at least I'm going to write about it, is how the Bragas have taken over, Span uh, you know, English language Latino TV. Oh, yeah, that's a great piece, man. That's a it's great piece. The, the, the Bragas, I mean, they're taking over and they're doing cartel. You know, they're both Brazilian. 
so this idea of having a Mexican or having an actor is an actor. And, and, and if you can, you know, kill it with the roles, uh, it doesn't really matter where you are. Do you, do yeah. you agree? I agree 100%, man. She's a method actor, isn't she? She is. She is. Like I said, man, like, you know, the, the first couple of days that we, we met, you know, we were in the car and, and, and in between rehearsals and everything, you know, like I would say something like, hey, nieto, nieto, yo no te he dicho que hables, por favor. Wow. De permiso man. cuando tengas que hablar. And I'm like, wow, okay. Okay, you know? so you want to play like that? All right. I'm like, I'll okay. I'll be Lorenzo de la Reina right here, right now. I'm like, I'm going I'm to Lorenzo de la Reina this. <laughs> the other thing is, and this is an interesting fact that not many people know, but um, her publicist had called me and said, hey, she's shooting a movie. Uh, would you like to interview her? Can you come in to our studios to interview her? And I said, sure. But you know what? Why don't we do a phoner? She goes, um, I don't know if you know, but Sonia Braga doesn't do phoners. I'm like, what? Come on. <laughs> and then you told me a very similar story as well, where uh, she actually kind of told you why she doesn't do phoners. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's something I really respected when she told me, you know, she, she believes that when she is uh, preparing herself for a new role, like, uh, like this one, she believes that phoners or way, uh, giving too much attention to past characters from other projects can uh can distract her from her process of her current character that's so uh, insane yeah yeah it's 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 actually something you know that 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 makes sense for somebody who who is so uh dedicated and so passionate like she is about her characters so i i respected that we're gonna take a little break uh and then gonna come back and continue talking about uh the other great things that uh, you've been working on and 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 your view on sort of hispanic television um you know today all right so we're gonna take a quick little break we'll be right back here on the highly relevant podcast hello it's time for jacked in Let's begin with the top movie news of the week. Universal Pictures is planning a movie based on Mariah Carey's song, All I Want for Christmas is You. Chicago Cubs World Series run is going to get a movie treatment. Robert Downey Jr. will next star in The Voyage of Dr. Doolittle. The Terminator franchise has been terminated. And the Oscar-winning animated film Zootopia is being sued for plagiarism. Changing over to the small screen, NBC renews Jennifer Lopez's Shades of Blue for season three. FX casts Penelope Cruz as Donatella Versace in Versace American Crime Story. Mario Lopez will host CBS's Candy Crush game show. Sofia Vergara and Andy Garcia will star in the revenge thriller Bent. And Rihanna made her first appearance on A&E's Bates Motel. Switching over to music. Enrique Iglesias and Pitbull announced joint tour with boy band Cinco opening for them. On May 26, legendary rock band The Rolling Stones will release a new documentary called Ole Ole Ole, a trip across Latin America that follows the Stones performing in Cuba, Argentina, Brazil, and Peru. The music festival Lollapalooza has announced its 2017 lineup. Lord, Chance the Rapper, and Arcade Fire will be performing in Chicago. And Universal Music is about to bring virtual reality concerts to their fans. In tech and social media news, Will Ferrell's Funny or Die website is closing its New York offices. Facebook is offering all members the ability to broadcast live from devices, including your computer. Google launches a residency program for African-American engineers, and Instagram will soon let people book appointments with businesses. 
Well, we're back with Shalim Ortiz uh, from ABC's Las Reinas. Just got announced a deadline. He's a series regular, a Latino actor on the rise. You're kind of becoming all the buzz, my man. You're like <laughs> getting some big auditions, man. And so congratulations on this. Um, not only are you doing ABC's Las Reinas, Shalim, you're also working in Spanish language television. Uh, you're like dark and sometimes evil, man. Like... What is up with you in these roles? Well, you know, La, La Piloto, which is the you know the, the one that's coming out soon. He's that that's probably well, one it's of already the- on air, but your episodes are coming out, I think, this week, correct? Correct, correct. That character, Dean Simpson, is probably one of the darkest roles I have been given on television uh, because he's got a lot of like you know underground businesses with you know with 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 some scary people and, and how do you tap into that darkness you being such a nice freaking guy you know man I, I i believe we all have a dark side jack it's about you know some people tap into it you know uh and uh, more than others so people hide it better you know but I, I believe we all have that side and uh it's about as an artist if you really want to to make these roles you know come come to life you need to tap into that how long have you taken in your career to get to this stage where you are now, how, how difficult has it been? It, was this an easy ride where it, was everybody just giving you roles or was there a struggle in, in, in between? No way, man. I mean, listen, uh, I've been blessed to live, uh, live of what I do for many years. Uh, and, and that in itself, every actor would tell you that in itself is, is, is even more powerful than winning an Oscar, you know, to say you've been able to, to feed yourself and your family from this. So I've, I've considered myself very blessed, but to be honest with you, my career, I believe my real career with the real roles started last year, man. It started really? last year. Really? So you would say that last year was your kind of breakthrough year? Yes. Last year is when I started really feeling the most comfortable on set, when I really started feeling comfortable in my own skin. Why? Um, well, because, because of that same evolution that you were talking about earlier you know like like you know when i when i decided to 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 move to mexico to to take very scary steps but at the same time bold and 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 essential steps in my life in my personal life uh it connected with my career because it made me face my fears and uh once i faced my fears i was able to free myself from from a lot of things that i felt were were holding me back, you know, in, in, you know, it's, it's a very deep conversation, but it's sometimes you just need to, to like face your fears eye to eye to really break through internally and, and, and feel like you're free enough to, to, to perform all these other roles. You know, I, I went back to school, you know, I took a, I took a workshop with Fernando Piernas in, in Mexico last year, which changed my life. So you still it, take acting classes? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is that this something point, you recommend to every actor? Yes, man. Yes, actually, I am about, I am about to buy the Dustin Hoffman master class uh, today or tomorrow. I'm gonna watch it before we start uh, shooting because I hear it's incredible. Yeah, so, those master classes are really getting their name out. They're getting the top, top tier people, legends, to basically teach these classes, yeah. and they kind of. They're like online classes and then you kind of pay a fee for it, but yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. So, man, to me, I, I, I believe you can't stop uh, learning. You can't stop studying as an actor, man. It's, it's, it's just, it's irresponsible. It's irresponsible to do so. 
But this workshop in particular, the Fernando Piernas one last year, really changed my life because he taps into your inner, you know, self. It's 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 almost very uh, like a, like a therapist. You know, it's it, it's not just about being a good actor, but it's about letting go and 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 being more relaxed and letting go of your tensions. And it just it really became a a very key moment in my career, uh, and that was at the beginning of last year. And then right after that, I started doing Senora Cero. So it's been it's been like a a snowball effect since then. You know, Chris Brancato, the creator of Narcos, is your new best friend. You guys been hanging out. I know, you guys been man. talking. This is the guy of creator of Narcos. Now he's doing Las Reinas. He is the producer of the show. Have you had any conversations on why this guy named Chris Brancato? which I imagine is Italian, is so interested in the narco-novella story of today. You know, I, I, we, have not, we have not spoken in detail about that. I know that he, um, he, he loves all the like, mafia-driven and all the conflict-driven stories. Uh, he's actually working on, on a really good one right now. He's writing a script. I can't say much, obviously, but it's, it's about New York mafia. You're going to love it because you're... You're a New Yorker, like you're as New Yorker as I've ever met. So he he um, he's a fascinating man, dude. And 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 the fact that that I'm rubbing shoulders with 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 this guy, it's it's incredible. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Narcos. I'm a huge fan of 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 you know. He's just a great guy, man. He he really knows what he wants. Um, very very low key, down to earth. And he's one of the main producers for Las Reinas, and, and he's really excited about this, man. He really feels that this has a great potential. So two things about narco-novelas. One, do you think this is this is officially now a trend with Las Reinas? You had narcos that came out, English language and Spanish language, bilingual, bicultural, narco-novella. Then you have Queen of the South, which is renewed for a second season. Now you got Las Reinas. Well, you know, not to get political, but that's what the new administration did, you know? They did exactly what they what they were fighting against, and it's it gave us a voice, and it made all these issues way more aware, trendier, more way more essential to talk about than ever. And as you know, you know, narcos and the cartels, you know, combined with immigration issues and with the border crossing and, and with all these people that are giving their lives to try to have a better future, you know, and, and, and the war on drugs is a war that is nowhere near, you know, the end. So the one problem I only see about narco novellas is that it glorifies to me a certain extent a story that should not be glorified. It gives it much more relevance than what it should get. Um, secondly, I particularly would love to see Latinos play more doctors, lawyers, um, you know, more, uh, I guess, socially correct roles, as opposed to always going to the thing that white Americans are attracted to the most, which is the cartels, that, that dark, violent version of ourselves. What is your opinion on that? I mean, you've been playing a lot of these roles uh, in Spanish language and now in English language. Do you want to be playing different types of roles or is, do you think that this is okay? This is like entertainment and escapism. Huh. It's, yeah, it's a sensitive subject, man. Listen, I'm, I'm on the fence with the, with the whole thing because living in Mexico, I lost people I love uh, over, you know, um, uh, you know, narcos and, 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 and very, very dark groups. So uh, I'm on the fence because, yes, I agree. I agree that it, it should not be glorified to, to, to a high level. 
But at the same time, it, it, Jack, it's, 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 you can't hide it under the carpet, you know? You, you, you cannot sweep it under the carpet because it's, it's, it's real. It's happening, you know? And the war on drugs is, is out there. And fortunately or unfortunately, the people want to watch something that connects with, with, with reality, you know? And, and realism is right now what's, what's trending, and this is what everybody's talking about. You know, you saw when El Chapo story happened. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was it was the world number one world news. You know, only only the election uh, became more popular. And what does that tell you? That tells you that this is what people want to want to uh, watch. And uh, what that does to to producers and everybody else is that if we want as Latinos to have more exposure and to have more content in the in the mainstream market we need to settle to tell the stories that they want to watch and then hopefully create a balance between those stories and like you say you know uh, a story about latino doctors or you know or, or about maybe the beginning of of uh, the the puerto rican immigration in new york city i mean you know things that are more fascinating than just you know cartels and drugs but you know to their defense, you know, for example, with Las Reinas, uh, I think it's a beautiful blend of, you know, talking a little bit about drugs, but not making it all about drugs. This story in particular is about, you know, honor and family and values about, you know, how, you, you know, how important last names are to us Latinos, you know. Oh my you know? God, it's everything. And it's like the Italians. It's everything. It's everything. It's like it's your legacy. Yeah. It's something that you know you can you can insult anything in my life, but my last name and my honor and my family. So it plays a lot with that, and and uh, also the the detective procedural side of of the show makes it very interesting because it doesn't all revolve around drugs. I think uh, I think a show like this is 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 a nice mix of the two. It's not just concentrated on glorifying the the cartels and the and the kingpins. I met you with Donde Corre La Sangre uh, and that amazing album that shot to number one that Emilio Stefan was a part of. And I've always been asking you, when are you going to come back to music? Is that something that's in the future or are you going to leave music alone for the rest of your life? You know, I, I, I was very close, Jack, from doing uh, some uh, music, you know, themed TV shows. Actually, for Telemundo, I was going to do one uh, very recently. And, and that is something that I... I I would love to do maybe do like maybe a project or a or a character that sings or that and and you and I have talked about it you know uh, uh, off off behind the scenes that that I would also like to maybe do a little band and maybe do some new music with with an so it's in your brain is it what is. you're telling it is it is it is but but dude this is this is all like you know very hypothetical I'm very like thinking out loud it's there's nothing written in stone but. I don't discard it, man. I love music. I mean, you and I spent hours listening to music together, man. Dude, I still hear it on the radio. Like, I'm on the radio and, like, Amor 93.1 will put it on. I'm like, dude, this dude is still killing the royalties on the, that album. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. It, it, these songs definitely have very long legs and they still play them. Usually during the holidays, they play Semel Vio Tu Lombre. I guess people like to, like, eat their pastelitos while they're... Semel Vio Tu Lombre! Semel Vio Tu Lombre! All right, well, with that said, Shaleen, thank you a lot, man, for coming on the podcast. We will reconnect during the season, and I want to catch up with you and see how the rest of your careers uh, make it out. All right, man? Definitely, man. Thank you for your time.
Before we move on to a review of Broadway's The Price, starring Mark Ruffalo and Danny DeVito, here's a listen to the songs I've been listening to this week. Nuestra canción, Monsieur Perinet. Don't Fight It, Gavin Turek. Mar, Lo Que Siento, Bomba Stereo. Arthur Miller's The Price, currently playing at the American Airlines Theater, was the first show former President Barack Obama chose to see this year. It stars Mark Ruffalo, Danny DeVito, Tony Shalhoub, and Jessica Hecht, and it centers on a police officer who struggles with the realization that his life might have passed him by over a sacrifice he made over 30 years ago. Did you tell Dad that you were ready to give me the money? There are conversations, aren't there? And looking back, it's impossible to explain why you said or didn't say certain things. I'm not defending it, but I would like to be understood if that's possible. It's a nostalgic drama that piercingly deals with brother resentments, social status, and the real value of money. The performances here are captivating. DeVito is the scene stealer, but to be fair, it is the whole second act that truly brings out the best of the show. Arthur Miller's blunt honesty cuts to the bone and the relentless conflict is magnetic. The Price is exactly the type of drama that will stoke hours of deep conversations long after you've left the theater. The best plays always do. And that's a wrap for our 25th episode of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I want to thank my dear friend Shalim Ortiz for being on the podcast this week. If you want to know more about U.S. Latino pop culture news, head over to showbizcafe.com. Also, if you want to give us your feedback, hit me up at Jack Rico Official on Twitter. This podcast is also now on Revolver Podcast, which means we're on every single platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, you name it. See you again next time on another episode of Highly Relevant. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
the most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.